Welcome to episode number 169, Advocates for Homeless and Those in Need. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Manny, Heck, and Karen. Karen Maneo from Advocates for Homeless and Those in Need. In this episode, we have special guest, Karen Maneo. We cover topics that range from running a nonprofit, donations, volunteering, homelessness, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from the Dalai Lama and Brian Tracy. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Um, So advocates for homeless and those in need. Uh, For those of us who do not know, explain who you are and what you do. Okay. So advocates for homeless and those in need, we're also known as AHTN. We're located in Lower Bucks, and we have four main missions. Uh, we serve the homeless and those in need with Code Blue, which starts December 1st, runs through March 31st every year. Okay. AHTN is going into its 11th year of Code Blue. Wow. That's what they're known most for. That okay. was how they started the nonprofit. Got it. And since then, they have grown with three other missions. Okay. Uh, the free shared meals. It's called Wheels to Meals. Okay. We, uh, AHTN has three vehicles, one minivan that we use to drive people around during the day. I can get into that in a little bit. Sure. And then two 15-passenger uh, vehicles where our AHTN volunteers drop, pick up the homeless and drive them to either Code Blue or free shared meals. Okay. We have a partnership with 39 different houses of worship wow. in, in Lower Bucks, and they offer free shared meals. So bring, bring them every day of the week, the month, and the year. We have a full free shared meal calendar on our website, and people can see where there is a free meal. Anybody can go to these meals. Okay. The, the house of worship opens up their doors to their congregation, the community, and to the homeless and those in need. We also have a rejuvenation station, which is a shower mission. Okay. And then we also have a those in need mission, which is um, services, funding for emergency shelter for those who might be newly evicted, uh, rental assistance, move-in assistance, utility assistance. Um, and we also have a drive team that will drive people during the day to their uh, mental health, welfare, or doctor's appointments, to the grocery store, to the thrift store, to the laundromat, and to drug court. So we have four main missions serving the homeless and those in need in Lower Bucks. I love it. Well done. Um, all right. So, so where do you come into play? H- how did you get introduced to this? Um, what is your role? A little bit about that. Okay. So I actually worked uh, for Merrill Lynch for 25 years. Wow. So I'm completely in a different (laughs) different realm here. But while I was working in the corporate world, I got involved with nonprofits. Okay. Um, When I jump on a nonprofit on their board, I am a working bee. So I've done fundraising and grant writing and 
uh, running galas. So I had left Merrill Lynch um, and was looking for something different to do um, and always felt that this was an area that was kind of pulling at my heartstrings. Sure. So I saw an ad on Indeed and they were looking for a a part-time managing consultant or an executive director and I applied, and there was another woman who also got hired because she had more volunteer experience. I had more of the strategic planning, fundraising, and marketing uh, perspective. So sure. I've been here. Um, this is my f- going on my fifth year. Wow, that's awesome. So can you explain a little bit? I know you know you got involved with it afterwards, but the logo, a little bit of you know, just touch a little bit. I, I think it's a really cool logo. So it caught my eye. Uh, so for those of us who can't see, it's a it's a it's a heart, uh, which is I guess resembling the palm, and then you know the fingers coming off uh, the palm slash heart, and it has a h t n uh, within the heart. So any any background on that? Yeah. So when Penny Martin and Jan Atkins had um, decided to to kind of help the homeless mm-hmm. um, and new and it's they're invisible here in Lower Bucks. They're yeah. in encampments in their tents, in the woods, and you don't really see the population, but they knew that they were living in, in the encampments. So um, they had a, a, a Valentine's dinner and had all this leftover food, mm. and they decided, you know, could I, let's bring the food to the encampments. Oh. Well, that's like knocking, kind of going barging in through your front door. Sure. So they realized that that wasn't really going to work to have all this food brought into encampments, which ends up rotting. Um, so the logo came about because it's a helping hand, mm-hmm. offering a helping hand to those that really need it. So they started with uh, a code blue in a church so that they didn't freeze to death. Mm. I'm not really sure what happened before they got started, but the code blues were um, the four churches came, um, offered their church one month uh, out of the winter. And they, we got the vehicles at that time. And Penny and Jan got a whole volunteer base because it really was all volunteers for uh, many years. Yeah. Um, so the logo came about because it's really a helping hand to the homeless and those in need. And it started with uh, the code blue. Wow. And it's obviously it's, it's in the color blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump in and let's jump into the code blue because, you know, winter is, is, is coming now, uh, is upon us. And, you know... A lot of people don't think about, uh, you know, just even having a coat or something for or a, a place to stay warm. A lot of us take these things for granted. Um, locally, we just had a, a coat drive and it just it kind of grounds you and humbles you. Um, and we participated in that. But can you just explain a little bit what Code Blue is and, and the importance of it? Absolutely. So... There are, there's only one emergency shelter here in Lower Book, so there really isn't a place where someone can go in. Wow. Like in Philly, you have many shelters. Sure. There is no place that someone can just go into if it's going to be freezing. Sure. So this nonprofit, AHTN, um, created this model and then actually um, shared that model with Central Bucks and okay. Upper Bucks, and they they both have nonprofits that run their code blues. Wow. Some of them are similar, um, some of them a little bit different, but there are three nonprofits that run these code blues so that from December 1st through March 31st, any time that the temperature plummets to 26 degrees or below, including wind chill, 
we rally 18 volunteers with various responsibilities and we have a, a whole system where we can get our volunteers to sign up for certain positions and once those positions are filled and we reach that threshold of 26 degrees including windchill we will say we're open for code blue we wow. announce it on our website ahtn.org we have a phone number they can call and it will say whether we are open or not when we're open then we mobilize our volunteer volunteer bus team and they will go and pick up the homeless at various spots the two vehicles around lower bucks and bring them into that church for the evening AHTN provides the cots, the sleeping bags, pillows, blankets. Um, uh, we also provide clothing. We, we buy thermals. Wow. We try to work with you know, houses of worship that may donate waterproof gloves, boots, coats, anything that we can get our hands on. We sure. know they have nothing. That if they had something the year before, they threw it out sure. because you can't really store stuff right. you know, where they're living, and it gets wet. Mm -hmm. So they literally, in December, will be coming in. They slowly trickle in as it gets colder and colder, and we provide them with you know, the clothing, the socks, whatever they need uh, so that they can survive in the, in the cold. Um, we, last year, we had uh, 61 nights of Code Blue, wow. and we brought in 132 unduplicated individuals. Wow. If you figure out the number of heads and beds, like the total number of check-ins, it was 1,583. Jeez. Wow. And it's 20% women. Um, so we accommodate both men and women. We do not take children. It's adults only. Um, if there are children and families who need shelter, then we get, have resources for them to put them up in an emergency shelter, like a motel okay. in Bristol. Um, so this is just for adults, and we move every month from one church to the next. We start with Emmaus Road Lutheran Church okay. in Levittown for the month of December. We move to Woodside in Yardley for January. We're here in Bristol, Calvary Baptist Church for the month of February, and then we go to Emily United Methodist Church for the month of March. And every one of those places, we have a volunteer base that volunteers a whole winter long or maybe just at the church that they are that they go to so so how, so how does it work right so uh code a uh, code blue is, is is called everyone how do how does do, the volunteer team get notified is that is that like a pager system they get okay. phone calls so we use something called the volunteer hub up okay. on our our website that we you can click onto the volunteer hub and all of the positions for every night of the entire code blue season are posted so if I am interested in helping with the dinner shift, I could sign up for that. And I will sign up for as many nights as I want. If I'm called, then I show up and I get a text alerting me that Cold Blue is called and I go in. So the different positions, I could be an intake person where I help set up the cots. Okay. Uh, some of these locations you have to break down or take the cots away from the, the setting because they have daycare. They okay. all have daycares. Some of them we are allowed to stay set up because they're in a never, another room and some we have to break down. So intake helps with setting up the cots, getting everything ready, making sure we have the supplies ready. The bus team signs in, they go pick up the homeless throughout the, the various spots in Lower Bucks. They bring them in and everybody comes in about nine o'clock. Okay. And um, we have a shelter coordinator that goes in at 7.30 that kind of sets it all up. 
And then we have overnight staff. So we have a, a first shift, which is from 10.30 to 2.30. And we have a second shift is from 2.30 to 6.30. Everyone always works in pairs. You're never there alone. And so, and then there's uh, the morning shift where they get them, wake them up at 5.45 and the bus team comes and picks them up and brings them right back to where they got picked up. Wow. So it's 18 volunteers and they all, uh, like I say, use the volunteer hub to sign up. And if it's too warm that, that night, they got the night off and they don't come in. Sure. Um, so we have 325 volunteers. Wow. They all go through a volunteer orientation. They go through bus training if they're part of the bus team. They can shadow so they can learn. We don't just throw you into you know, a position. You can shadow and then you become a full-fledged you know, volunteer and you can sign up. You can do different positions if you want. Um, but AHTN is responsible for recruiting those volunteers. The church um, provides the space, a coordinator from the church in case something happens in the space sure. and the lights go out sure. or the toilet gets clogged, and they provide the dinner and they provide the breakfast. Okay. So we work together and it's a real partnership. Wow. So, so ha have there been, and I'm assuming there has been, ha how does it work for um, you know, like multiple nights? Is it when they're back to back? Oh, we had, I think, not this past winter. I think it was the winter before. We had like 19 days in a row. Wow. And it, you get burnt out as a volunteer. Sure. It's the hardest position to fill is the overnight. Sure. You know, you have to be a night owl to do a 2.30 to 6.30. Sure. Right. You sleep during the day and wake up, put your alarm on, and you hope that it, you wake up. Um, but we have certain people that love certain certain shifts. So sure. It's pretty difficult when you have that stretch of cold weather. The county also calls code blue, and their their threshold is 20 degrees, so they're colder. But when they call code blue, we have to be sure that we can get secure those 18 volunteers because we notify the police every time we're open. But during those nights, the police will bring them in at 2, 3 in the morning if they find them wow. outside. You wow. can't survive in that, no. in that weather. Wow. Um, that's amazing. Um, all right. So, so switching gears a little bit, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the meal calendar and, and what are shared meals. If you can go a little bit deeper. Sure. So we have a mission called wheels to meals. And again, it's our bus team that picks up the, the homeless and those in need and brings them to various houses of worship. And I say houses of worship, not just churches because we have synagogues and we have mosques who sure. are involved. We have a calendar on our website that, that, shows where the meal is and what time the meal is. Um, during the week, the meal is usually at uh, 6, okay. and on the weekends, it could be at 12 or 1 or 2. Okay. Um, but literally, we have worked very hard to partner with different houses of worship over the years, and our calendar is, is full. We have churches and houses of worship that are interested in getting on our calendar so we try to you know some swap out and don't do do it during the summer because they have a lot of their church or house of worship staff leave for the summer so we have sure. 39 different partnerships and again they open up their doors to anybody you could go in and have a meal and and just be in that that house of worship and have a nice hot meal it provides normalcy uh, a sense of socialization, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's a it's a blessing, really, for this lower bucks community. Absolutely. Um, earlier, you talked about a rejuvenation station. 
what what is what does that entail and and can you describe the details sure so once a month our bus team will pick up the homeless and bring them to fallsington friends meeting house okay and they get a shower um they get clothing a shave and a haircut and lunch and so it's a nice small group of people um, the hot water heater was an issue at one point, but it's big enough to handle, you know, a bus, a bus load to get hot showers. Sure. And it's a very, um, it's a very, uh, quaint, you know, s- situation and environment. If they can't make that once a month, cause you say, oh, it's only once a month. We can provide rides to anybody who needs a shower to the YMCA in Levittown. Early in the morning or late at night, they can get a shower when there aren't children around any time, you know, any day of the week. They just need to call and make an appointment and they will be able to take a shower. Wow. We also have free laundry for them. If they, you know, want to do their laundry, we'll also provide them a ride to get their laundry done. We have a gentleman who owns a laundromat who does that for free. So that's the rejuvenation station is a free shower mission. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, it's so nice to see um, the community kind of work together in that mm-hmm. sense with the YMCA, um, a fellow who owns his own dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times what we see like, well, how can I help? How can I, mm. you know, uh, what can I do? And, it, and sometimes it's, you know, using the, the, the gifts and, and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the things that we already have yeah. mm-hmm. um, and, and actually using them uh, for a purpose, a different purpose or repurposing it, uh, so to speak. Um, okay, so can you explain those in need and its and its mission? So yes. TIN. So those in need or TIN um, is for those people who um, they can be homeless, but they also can be low, you know in need. They might be newly evicted or they're getting evicted and they need assistance to stay in their dwelling. They may need some money for for utilities. Um, they may need money for prescriptions or eyeglasses, eye exams or eyeglasses. The biggest need is emergency shelter. And our resource consultant, Nikki Farrier, will take the phone calls. She fields phone calls from agencies, organizations, individuals, and families every day, you know, Monday through Friday. And the biggest need is emergency shelter for those with, you know, individuals or with families with children. And she will put them up at the local motel uh, in Bristol. And then there is a meal that is also delivered to them um, that they can microwave because there's a microwave in the room. Yeah. Um, So you know then that they have at least two nights for a family, one night's for an individual where they can kind of rest their head and not worry about surviving out in either living in their car or living in the street to be able to plan their next move. Yeah. There may be other agencies that can help them with another night or two and then maybe possibly another organization so that they can figure out what their next move is if they were newly evicted. Absolutely. And that way they're not living in their car or you know on the street. Um, we also have a drive team, volunteer drive team, who they are... Mostly retired, so they can drive during the day. Okay. And they a request will come in. I need a, a tra- transportation in Bucks County is really difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a car, it's it's extremely difficult. So we have a drive team that will help them get to their appointments or the thrift store or the or the grocery store. We also have every Thursday we drive that we use the mini. Our drivers use our minivan and we drive them to drug court up in Doylestown so they can be part of the drug court program. Okay. 
Um, so really it's services and it's also resources. Nikki will provide them with other resources that might be available to them so that they can help stay in their dwelling or, or get the help that they need. Absolutely. Um, so the volunteers are obviously a big part of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the mission. Um, I did see, you know, on your website it has almost 3,800 volunteer hours donated in the past year. Um, how is that calculated? I think that's a really cool thing to have. <laughs> I really did. I think it was like, well, it was fascinating. Um, is there like a simple, you know, formula that you guys use to calculate that? And so it's the, pretty impressive. So in the volunteer hub, there's a way to track how many volunteers and how many hours. Mm. Um, so we are able to, we keep statistics because I like, I write a lot of grants. Okay. And I need to have statistics to show the family foundation or the trust what our outcomes are makes sense because we may not be able to say that this homeless person got out of homelessness but we can say how many people who come to each of our missions so we know how many people come to code blue we know how many people are go are traveling our buses we know how many people are going to rejuvenation station we know how many miles our vehicles are traveling so when you figure the the number of volunteers the number of hours in their shift that's Mm -hmm. all on the volunteer hub we then there's a dollar value that the um the irs puts it's 24 dollars and 64 cents or something like that at this time we just calculate the monetary value of what that's worth that's saving ahtn in staff time wow like i said before it used to be all volunteers there's only four part-time consultants um, and we're part-time, but you know, you use that loosely because you're working sure. for a nonprofit. But we would not be able to hire 18 staff people sure. to run Code Blue. So that's kind of how we, we figure the volunteer hours. Wow, that's awesome. Um, all right, so you've been part of AHTN for five years. What, it, you know, it doesn't have to be one, just the most memorable moment, but what, what has been one of... Uh, you know, your most fondest moments, I guess, looking back. Yeah, so whenever I talk to people about AHN, like I'm doing now, sure. I may do that with any any number of people, in particular grantors who mm-hmm. want to do a site visit. It's really very rewarding to see how they react to the missions that we have and how we've grown over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's very satisfying that anytime there is has been a particular need we've been able to rally and really find a way to make that need be addressed. Absolutely. Um, we, I do, a, like I said, do a lot of grant writing, but the community has been amazing with donations and we, we do a direct a- appeal, um, an annual appeal and it's coming up now in, the, in November. And um, I've been able to learn a lot about how to go about doing online campaigns, direct mail campaigns, who should we be trying to attract? But we only had 200 donors when I started, and we're up to 1,200. Whoa. Wow. You know, our likes on Facebook have, wow. you know, was 200, and now it's, you know, 1,200. Wow. So we've really been able to grow in the community. The community really has been learning about us. I do try to do articles in the paper. I try to have a reporter come out when we move into Co Blue. We try to um, make you know, make a splash, you know, with what we're doing yeah. so that people can see us um, and say, you know, this is a worthwhile organization, a nonprofit, a 501c3 that I can get behind. Absolutely. So I'm pretty proud of how we've grown and addressed the needs of the homeless and those in need. 
and also getting the budget to, so that we didn't have to cut anything. Sure. Um, so I'm pretty proud of that. Stuff. That's awesome. Amazing work. Um, so, so explain a little bit how you all network with other nonprofits. I did see the United Way on there, Volunteer Hub, etc. Is that is that a regular basis or is it kind of like a one-time thing? Do you utilize them as, as a resource? So we actually have a collaborative partnership with United Way okay. and Bucks County Opportunity Council that Nikki Farrier and I, um, we... Um, are in this collaborative where we help with gas, filling up our those in need cars with gas. Um, we don't give them gas cards because we, we don't want them to do something else with the gas card. We want sure. them to have gas. Sure. So we actually have volunteers who will meet the, the person and fill up their tank and then submit that that expense and then we help with car repair and that's all for when they are using their car for work to get to work or to get to school so it's a collaborative uh, emergency needs effort with united way and bucks county opportunity council yeah. uh, there's other agencies that are part of that collaborative too but that's one way where we collaborate Nikki Farrier works with probably 24 different a agencies and organizations in in the county. Wow. Um, we refer families to Family Promise, which is an organization that is a nonprofit that has helps 14 individuals, uh, their families, with shelter and puts them in a program. Um, for a period of time to get them into housing, and they just newly opened again. Um, they had they were open, then closed, and now they're open again since March. So uh, we also work with the shelter. Um, we work with Salvation Army. Um, again, we have all the partnerships with the different houses of worship. When when Nikki has run out of budget, she'll often ask a house of worship in particular if they'd be willing to give money to help put up someone in need, and usually they will rally. Wow. Uh, the houses of worship have been amazing, and their donations have really helped us be able to fund uh, the, those in need. And sometimes they'll do a special offering at Thanksgiving time or Christmas or Easter. Mm -hmm. But it really is a faith, interfaith nonprofit um, with lots of partnerships. Absolutely. Um, for, for folks listening, anyone who wanted to, uh, two things, volunteer or donate. I know uh, if you could elaborate a little bit more on the website and how that works uh, from one volunteering and as well as donating. Sure. So I always promote the fact that we need volunteers because sure. that's critical. So we have six volunteer orientations. We had one um, a couple of weeks ago and we'll have five more. So anyone can go on to ahtn.org and um, look at our, it's our website. Well, it's newly, Shana is our administrative consultant, and she newly refurbished the website. Nice. But they can go on to, uh, it says get involved, and then it says, it's at the top, and then it says volunteer with AHTN, and they could see when our volunteer orientations will be from now through February. And there's a way to actually register on the volunteer hub. And then you will, once you're registered, you'll be able to see all of the emails that come through and all the trainings that are offered. Sure. So again, we need, you know, a lot of volunteers out of the 325, there's maybe 70, 75 who are active. Okay. Um, so we're always looking for new volunteers. Sure. And there's always a, it, the missions for code blue are, you know, mostly at night. Um, 
and then the, there's stuff during the day, the drive team uh, can drive during the day. And for wheels to meals, we need the drivers and the attendant to come at 10 to five to pick up the vehicle. So you might have to you know, have a little bit of a flexible schedule or not, not work. Sure, sure. Um, so there's different volunteer opportunities for, for, for people. Um, the other way to, uh, that I like to promote is the donations. And so if you go on to ahtn.org, on the top right, there'll be a Donate Now button. Okay. And you can either donate online if you choose to. Um, the campaign that I have now is all about the fact that the need has been increasing the, the Nikki is out of budget, usually third week of the month, and then she can't help anyone until the, the budget renews itself the next sure. month. So our, there's always an increased need for help here in the county. Um, or you can write a check to AHTN, and on the website is our PO box that they can mail to. Okay. And we accept donations um, really, you know, any amount will help Absolutely. any one of our four missions. Absolutely. Um, now to go back really quick on the volunteer. So if someone said, is, is there like a volunteer type? I know there's specific uh, missions, but if, if someone's like, I got about 10, 10 hours, I can volunteer, you know, throughout the week, you know, a couple hours. Is there anything like that? Or is it, how, how do they get qualified? Well, so with code blue starting December 1st and running through March 31st, that's the bulk. That's the main. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if people wanted to get started with us, they should come to a volunteer orientation, learn about the different positions that we have, see what they're interested in. Got it. An intake person would actually sit down with the homeless person and do a form that they fill out with the homeless person. And then the, the, in, the information is entered into a homeless management information system, okay. HMIS. We also then uh, take that information and may provide to Nikki, this person needs a little help in this area. So we also have Pendel Mental Health that comes in oh. to Code Blue Monday through Friday and helps anybody who needs assistance. Uh -huh. So there are a lot of resources that we can offer people. Um, but as far as the volunteering, Code Blue this time of year would be the time to, um, to want to help because that's the most number of volunteer draw, uh, opportunities. If, you, if you're retired or you have a flexible schedule and you're free on Wednesdays and there happens to be someone who needs a ride on Wednesday, then you could be part of our drive team, the those in need drive team. Okay. Um, then for wheels to meals, it's really being a bus a driver. You okay. do not need a, CD, uh, a CDL license. Um, uh, you do, then we have driver, we, I'm sorry, we have attendants. So we have bus drivers and we have bus attendants. And again, those opportunities are from like 10 to 5 to about 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's worth coming to a volunteer orientation just to see if it fits into someone's schedule. And that's on the website, correct? The, correct. the next time you'll have one and event for That is correct. Okay, cool. We, I think we have two in November. Um, and we have them going through February, but they're all on the website. And actually, I have, I have the dates of the volunteer orientation. The next one is Monday, November 18th at 7 p.m., and that is at a synagogue in Ben Salem, and that is on our website. Perfect. Um, okay, so, so, so five years, managing consultant, Karen Mineo, how do you manage work-life balance 
with everything going on here and still being able to well first of all so we had we had a couple um guests that you know have similar nonprofits and some of the stuff you see on a daily basis or deal with and 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 a person with compassion some heavy heavy stuff that sits on your mind mm-hmm. um especially if you have a compassion towards people mm-hmm. um how do you kind of like manage through that with you know still operating you know your, yeah. your, your life so i have a great team yeah. uh crystal myers is our our, our she's our program consultant mm-hmm. she really deals with um all of the volunteers and uh if issues come up that with our volunteers maybe having with a homeless person or some of our missions she really handles that she's Absolutely. really at the forefront so she's amazing and she she'll call me and we'll discuss and we'll collaborate uh but really she's at the the forefront um nikki farrier really handles all of the the, those in need so every phone call that may come into me and that i can't answer it's going to nikki penny martin as our president really she's been um doing a great job with uh mentors we have mentors we have it's called the homeless outreach team mentors so she's really been instrumental in trying to getting some volunteers who want to mentor others on a daily basis or weekly or monthly, people who know the resources in the county. So she's really taken that that on. So I can really focus on the strategic part of the organization, sure. focus on um, the fundraising, the PR, the marketing. Um, I'm always available for consultation. Um, but I do other things to make additional money. Sure. Um, I do things at night, yeah. you know, t- for other, I'm really into nonprofit consulting. So it's a very big juggling act for me sure in addition i really do like to bike ride so i try to get out there and clear my head absolutely um i'm i'm a big you know health nut uh, in that regard so i really feel it's been a whole lot different than corporate life Mm -hmm. but one that i have enjoyed a whole lot more i love it yeah awesome well said all right, so before we close out, um, one more time, can we get the the location or the, the phone number or uh, websites? Yeah, so um, our website is ahtn.org, and our phone number is 215-550-3868. There's a whole lot of extensions after that. So <laughs> right. um, during Code Blue season, it is the main message that is on that phone number again i'll repeat it it's 215-550-3868 when code blue is called it will also be on the on a banner in the fr- the front page home page of the website okay. and someone can always call either that number or go on the website um our, some of our homeless people have cell phones uh sure. track phones they go into the library so they and it's always word of mouth they'll know when code blue is open okay um anyone who's in need of any assistance um with rent or utilities can call nikki farrier and she's at that number and she's extension 101 okay um so um a lot of resources for for those in need here in uh, lower bucks Absolutely. Well done. We love it. Um, All right. As usual, we like to close our shows out with quotes. And the first one is by the Dalai Lama. Our prime purpose in this life is to help others. And if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them. And the second one by Brian Tracy. Successful people are always looking for opportunities to help others. Unsuccessful people are always asking 
what's in it for me. So there you have it, folks, advocates for homeless and those in need. In this episode, we have special guest Karen Mineo. We cover topics that range from running a nonprofit, donations, volunteering, homelessness, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from the Dalai Lama and Brian Tracy. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>